Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Lou, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors lost yet again. Uh, this time losing... By a score of 117 to 99 against the uh, Houston Rockets. Who? Congratulations, Houston! Um, 20 game losing streak, no more. The Rockets back in the win uh, column. Honestly, I'm thrilled for them. That's the kind of joy that I would like to see from the Raptors. I would love to see that joy and relief. I can't wait to see Fred hug <laughs> Nick Nurse and you know. Put him out of his misery a little bit. Obviously, uh, you know, there was that viral clip that went around of Rockets coach Steven Silas and um, him just um, breaking down in um, the press conference after the Rockets lost uh, last night uh, on a missed uh, three-point attempt by John Wall in a two-point game. Uh, Silas was very, very distraught. And tonight, John Wall delivered him a near triple-double and... Got him um, that win, so you know the, the the Rockets celebrated, and honestly, you know I'm I'm happy for them. Like no salt whatsoever. Like I, the Rockets just played better than the Raptors, or or really the Raptors just like played much worse than the Rockets. I think that's actually the best way to describe. But it wasn't like the Rockets played like a beautiful game or whatever. I thought John did a good job of driving, but he also did a lot of what John Wall does, which is drive to the rim and leave layup short or like miss some jumpers, but. The Rockets just kind of kept executing and playing off the Raptors' mistakes, and I can't even count how many mistakes the Raptors were making. It, you could tell right away if the Raptors are not serious, and like on the first basket of the game for the Rockets, Norman Powell forgets to box out his man, and that guy, I forget who it was, goes in for a putback. And then, um, then Norm loses his man on a back cut, guy goes in for a layup, and Norm taps my bad, and he seemed out to lunch today, and I don't know, man. If he gets traded, this it, it not a great last game, but of course, you know, goodbyes are always hard to say if, if it is goodbye, and um, there's really no right way to do it. Uh, uh, and then, man, Aaron Baines checked in, and, you know, I really struggle to, um, to, to like, find, like a, a, like, a measure of professionalism with this job sometimes. Um, probably most of the time, quite honestly. And I think, you know, part of that comes from the background of, like, I was a fan of this team, I still am a fan of this team, and then covering this team. I'm trying to do it as professionally as possible, then go to journalism school and stuff like that. Um, you know, came up through the Twitter streets as, as you know, as funny as that sounds, it's actually true. Um, so, you know, sometimes it's hard to find, like, the right balance there. But also, I think, like, the players sometimes really deserve, like, some measure of accountability too, because if you watched what Aaron Baines was doing in the first half of this game, there is no explanation other than just describing what happened. So what happened was this guy would get switched on to guys and just get crossed, like out of his shorts crossed. Like, uh, I think Daniel House got him with a crossover and, um, 
got inside for an and one. Then DJ DJ Wilson crossed him up and just like had this man wobbling. And uh, then, you know, Kyle Lowry threw him. It was a great play. Malachi Flynn runs a pick and roll, gets an open shot for Kyle. Kyle sees the even better shot for Baines underneath the basket. Wide open. Kyle throws the ball to uh, Baines. He catches the ball this time because the play before this, Flynn threw him a beautiful pass off a bit of a breakdown, but very quick pass, quick read by Flynn to deliver the ball, to advance the ball to uh, Aaron, and Aaron was unable to catch the ball that last time. So this time Aaron makes a huge improvement, catches the basketball, and uh, goes up for the uncontested dunk, and he bricks it. Like, he literally bricked the dunk. Um... Yeah, so that happened, and and that was tough to watch. Of course, you know nowadays, especially with uh, the Raptors, the season, um, when the bench comes in, there's going to be a huge drop-off. And quite honestly, the starters aren't always going to be great either. So when you have that happen, it's bad. But really, what's always known is that the Raptors' second unit is unable to do anything. Like, anything. Like, they have one of the worst... I can't imagine... I actually honestly need to go through the 30 teams... And the rosters. I mean, we'll probably do it after the trade deadline, after all the movement. But I really need to find a team that has a worse bench than the Raptors because it's difficult. And 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 what I mean by difficult is like scoring six points. Six points is like the real barometer. Like, can you get a bench guy that scores more than six points? How many single nights? How many nights do you watch the Raptors? And there's maybe okay. Chris Boucher is exempt from this, okay? Because Chris obviously has huge scoring nights. I, I almost count him as a six starter at this point. Outside of Chris, who on the bench can give you six points? Six points is not a lot to ask for. That's two baskets, or three baskets, really. But who on the bench can give you six points? The Raptors tonight. Leading score off the bench, Paul Watson, six points. Had a nice stretch there. Hit two uh, corner threes from the uh, left corner um, in short succession in the in his first shift. But he also committed four fouls. And I don't understand why does he always end every game with so many fouls. Um... But, yeah, I mean, that's your high score off the bench is Paul Watson with six. And those two baskets, I mean, that's it for him. And, of course, you know, he's done his job. When you got when you get to six, you've done your job. Because, like, you know what? The rest of the guys are, like, there for defense, right? But, of course, like, the Raptors play, like, garbage defense as well. So, really, it becomes very, very apparent that the Raptors can't score uh, with any guy off the bench. And it's it's shocking. And I'm telling you, six points is not that much. Like, it's really not. Like, the, the Rockets guys off the bench... DJ Wilson just got there. Like, they literally just traded away P.J. Tucker. They got DJ Augustine, or DJ Wilson, and DJ Wilson comes in with seven. Kevin Martin Jr., the son of Kevin Martin, comes in with seven, with eight rebounds as well. Ben McLemore comes in with seven. Like, I'm not asking for a lot. Six points is not asking for a lot. But, damn, like, nobody on the Raptors bench can do anything, really. And today was one of those games where Chris really struggled in terms of, you know, I mean... The jumping on pump fakes just has to stop. Like, it just has to stop. Uh, you know, like... I'm not saying, like, don't jump at all. But, like, you just have to pick your spots. Like, if you're closing out to a corner shooter and it's a poor corner shooter, what happened to just, like, running out, getting a hand up, and then stopping short? What happened to, like, a measured closeout? The guy makes a contested three, you live with that. But, like... Everybody in the league knows to pump fake Chris Boucher. He jumps every time, and guys are either leaning into him and getting three free throws or driving past. And at that point, he's your main shot blocker. He's, like, out with the coaches at some point in the lap of some coach. 
He's, you know, he's there chilling with Nick Nurse. He's there, like, uh, you know, in, in a crouch like Nick is. And, um, yeah, the rest of the game's happening, man. And Orgy's biting on pump fakes, not the basket. Like, it, it, one thing that drove me crazy was um, the Rockets were bringing their guys off the bench. And I'm thinking, okay, you know what? The Rockets, you know, they've lost 20 straight. Their bench is pretty bad, too. They got some trades. These guys just got here. They're not that invested. And you got DJ Augustine running the point, and they're really running everything through DJ Augustine. And I'm like, okay, all right, damn. And you know with DJ that when he drives, he's not driving to shoot. You know that, right? Because he's like five foot ten, maybe. He's in his thirties. He was on the Raptors in 2013 and got cut. That's how bad it was. Okay, he was on the Raptors in 2013 and he got cut. He couldn't outplay Dwight Bikes. Shout out to Dwight Bikes. I, you know, I really would kill to have him off the bench. I think he can score six points. Um, in any case, DJ Augustine, when he drives, he's not looking to shoot. He's looking to pass. But the amount of times the Raptors corralled and collected and just collapsed their defense on this little short man was mind-boggling. And all he did was just kick out the shooters. And, of course, yeah, the Rockets made some threes. You know what? You know what? Like... Teams are just going to make threes. This is the NBA. Like, guys are, yeah, guys are going to pop off for some random threes. Nobody on the Raptors, I have to say that, nobody on the Raptors are going to pop off for random threes, okay? But other teams with, like, actual, like, talented benches, or even not talented benches, just standard benches, guys are going to hit some shots. And you know what? Like, it feels bad, right? Especially when Devlin always comes on with the broadcast. You know, like, guys will hit threes and then... um and then Matt Devlin always say, oh, man, Jay Sean Tate, he's a 30% three-point shooter this year. And I'm like, yo, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. If he made the three, just tell me he's a great three-point shooter. Tell me he's he's got a higher three-point percentage than Ray Allen. Just tell me that instead. Don't tell me, oh, yeah, he's actually only shooting 20% from three this year. But he's made six in a row against the Raptors. Like, it hurts. It hurts. I, I'm not telling Matt how to do his job. I'm just saying that's how it feels. Um... And, and just like the bare basics, the Raptors screw up. Like, you just see it, especially with the bench. And the starters are not exempt from this, but the starters make fewer mistakes. Absolutely. The, the bench, any member of the bench comes in, they're making mistakes. It's just not sustainable. Like, you can't, it's not sustainable to have that happen. Like, what I mean by that is two guys will close out to the same corner shooter and end up fouling the guy. <laughs> like, why are, first off, why are two players rotating desperately to the corner shooter and honestly, if it wasn't going to be Paul Watson fouling him, it was going to be Chris Boucher fouling him. Like, both guys were going to foul him. Like, they were going to give up six free throws on that, on that one-shot attempt. Um, that's tough. What else is tough? Rebounding is tough for this team consistently. Um, you know, that's that was difficult to see. Um, what else? They did a good job against Christian Wood early in the game. First half, I think he scored zero. Um, Chris, uh, Fred Van Vliet got him into a little bit of foul trouble. Shout out Fred, man. He doesn't deserve this. I mean, he he just doesn't. He deserves better. He really does. A lot of players on this team deserve better. But, um, yeah, Christian Wood had a quiet first half. But third quarter, he came alive. Freaking torched the Raptors. Do you know what talent looks like? Talent looks like a guy who you play great defense and the guy scores. How many times, how many players in the Raptors, you know, can use can, has that ability. Of course, that's a tough ability. And Christian Wood's a very good player, right? I mean, he's he's really been a breakout kind of guy. Um, you know, and this is where people are going to say, I, I said the Raptors should have signed Christian Wood. 
congratulations, man. Unfortunately, you are not a GM of the uh, in the NBA, but you know, apparently, you should uh, you should uh, send your resume into to one of these teams. Maybe the Raptors. Who knows? In, in any case, uh, Christian Wood comes alive in the third quarter. Hits some step back threes, and you're just kind of like, oh man, the Raptors get down double digits. Raptors make a comeback, largely from Fred Van Vliet. Fred was carrying this team, doing everything he could, driving to the basket. I mean, he he faked Christian Wood out of his out of his shorts, man. Up fake, gets the guy to bite, and then goes around for a little scoop hook shot. Really tough move. Then he hits like a deep thirty foot three, and the Raptors are in it, man. And by in it, I mean they're down seven to like the Rockets, and you're just like, all right, they're right there. And then all of a sudden the Rockets just make a huge push once again with like, you know, Ben McLemore and all these other guys that the Rockets have. And I don't know, man. I mean, at some point you just have to acknowledge what it is, right? Like when you see the results, that tells you everything. Like the results tell you everything. You know, early in the season we were saying, wow, the Raptors are the worst, are the best Owen team ever to start 0-3. Remember that? At the start of the season, you know, I was like, oh, man. This is the first team in NBA history that has lost their first three games of the season while holding double-digit leads in all three games. And it was like, man, I can't believe they lost to the Pelicans, the Spurs, and the Sixers. You know, they had, they had good stretches there. It's sort of like, if the Raptors can just be consistent, obviously new group, temporary situations, okay, whatever, don't blame them. And then there were 2-8, and eight, and it was like, okay, a lot of these losses were close, circumstances were tough, whatever. They competed real hard against Phoenix, uh, Golden State, Portland. They they battled. They just lost. And it's like, okay, okay, that's fine. You can accept that. Uh, but, you know, at the time we were saying the Raptors might be the best 2-8 and team of all time. And now with the, what are the Raptors at this point? 17-26? and 26? Is anyone going to say the Raptors are the best 17-26 and 26 team of all time? Because, like, what, what, what are we looking at? Like, what are we looking at? I understand the circumstances are difficult. The Raptors got into a groove this season. Obviously, it was a little late. But they got into that groove, they beat some th- nice teams, and then a COVID hit, and now they're this, right? And that's it. That That is the situation. But, like, the reality is that they are nine games under. The reality is that they have lost nine straight games. The, the reality is they just lost, not just lost, the, the reality is it just got blown out by the Houston Rockets, who had lost 20 games in a row coming into this game. And the reality is, when that happens, you are the worst team in the league. The Raptors are the worst team in the league. Not necessarily by quality. If you just stack up roster by roster, roster, go player by player, or even go by record. There are teams with worse records than the Raptors. But what is very clear is that the Raptors are playing like the worst team in the NBA at the moment. And I don't know what else to say beyond that. Like, you know, I think step one is to, like, stop beating yourself. And by that, I mean, like, can we get just, like, the fundamentals of basketball? When the shot goes up, find a body, box him out, rebound, and secure the ball. You know, when there is a pick and roll, space, the floor, everyone should know where they're supposed to be. Uh, when you're running a fast break, you know, it should be a guy running to the basket, it should be shooters going out to the perimeter, and, you know, the guy should bring in the ball up, should try to engage the first defender, and then read from there based on the reaction. Just like the botched fast breaks from this team. They maybe need to do like a layup drill or something because, you know, Baines is missing wide open dunks and Boucher is, you know, one for seven tonight and, you know, seems to really struggle against teams that can switch. Um, or Bembry, who, who 
I don't know, randomly got himself ejected after seven minutes. Like, he didn't play the last few games, plays, and gets himself ejected. I mean, yeah, he got fouled on a drive to the basket. Whatever, man. It's not like the Raptors got, like, shorted by the rest, man. They got, they got a great whistle in the first half. Like, literally, Fred Van Vliet single-handedly took Christian Wood out of the game. And, yeah, Bembry didn't get a call. I mean, come on, man. It happens, right? It happens. But you can't get yourself ejected. And that was when the Raptors were making their push. You know, they're right there. You know, if they hit the next three, they'll be only down four to the Rockets. Uh, and then Bembry gets himself ejected. Like, that's not okay. That's just not okay. Like, per, what, that's that's not to standard. Like, that's, that's unacceptable. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, you know, I can't come to work and write four things and leave. You know, like, I can't, it, it just is what it is, right? So that's not acceptable. Um rotations like communication of like okay this is how we're gonna guard the pick and roll guard it straight up we'll drop the big man back or we'll come out top someone will help from the wing then there's a responsibility there so if he comes to help then who's helping him then who's helping him who's coming to the rebound all sorts of things just like just the bare basics of basketball. And I feel like the Raptors are failing them. And, like, you can't beat any team in the NBA at the moment making the amount of mistakes the Raptors do. Seriously, next time you watch the Raptors game, which, like, don't. But, like, if you do, um, just, just like, when the bench comes in especially, just count. Can they get to two possessions in a row without making a mistake? Three possessions in a row without making a mistake? And by making a mistake, I mean, like, leaving a shooter wide open. Or leaving someone wide open at the rim. Or committing a, a, a foul when they didn't really need to. Or, you know, failing to secure a defensive rebound. Just, like, watch. Like, literally watch. Like, that's what I'm doing now. I try to watch. And I literally couldn't count past two today with the Raptors bench. And it's that bad. It really is that bad. But, you know, this is also the situation that the Raptors are in. And this is why, like, you just have to look at the reality of the situation and just say... Yeah, if the Raptors get some good deals for Kyle and Norm, they just gotta they gotta bite the bullet and do it. And it's not like these guys are the problem; they're not. Although today Kyle was minus twenty five, Norm minus twenty three. Norm made a lot of defensive mistakes. I don't know what the I don't know. He was just I don't know. He was zoned out. Um, but of course, it's not something unusual we've seen from Norm. In any case, though, like if you get some good offers like you just have to do it and the reason why is because the Raptors front office has just failed to populate the team with talented players and there are good starters there there are some pretty good starters you know I, I'm I, I love what you get from Fred I um you know Pascal is up and down but you know when he's good he's pretty good um you know Kyle obviously is you know great player norm capable scorer uh, OG, I like OG as well, but the bench is bad. Like it, it's just bad, and I keep harping on this. But I mean, really, it just makes me sad to think about. But 2018 Raptors win 59 games that season, win the first seed. Let's not talk about what happened in the playoffs. Uh, Dwayne Casey won Coach of the Year and got rewarded uh, with a five-year contract from the Detroit Pistons. In any case, um, <laughs> in any case, uh, the Raptors benched in 2018 was. Fred Van Vliet, Norman Powell, DeLon Wright, Pascal Siakam, Yaka Pirtle. And you know what? Let's not forget the fact that OJ Anobi was also on the roster. He was starting. Uh, also, shout out CJ Miles one time. Because I feel like he always gets left out because it doesn't sound so good to be like, and the Raptors had CJ Miles. But honestly, first half of the season, Raptors really relied on CJ Miles. He was like the only guy in the starting five or in the bench five outside of maybe Fred who can consistently shoot. In any case, um, 
those young guys, that's five starters now in the NBA. You have, obviously, um, Fred, Norm, uh, Pascal are starting on this current team. DeLon is starting for the Pistons. Um, you know, and Jakob is, you know, is, you know, starting for the Spurs. And, you know, that's, that's, that, that's, that's where it was. And that's where it needs to get back to. Because if you look at anybody off the bench, even Chris Boucher, as good as Chris has been this year, would you take Chris over any of those five players? I, I don't. No, I, I don't think so. If you had an important game, like a playoff game, let's say it's a playing game, it's a winner-take-all situation, are you putting in Chris Boucher ahead of Jakob Pertl? No. Jak- I know Jakob can guard. I, I, I know he can guard. He, he was very solid defensively, even as a rookie. And, and as, as a sophomore, he was also quite good. So And, and now he's done even better. You, you, you could arguably say he's one of the best rim protectors in the NBA now. Uh, he rebounds, too, uh, offensively as well. Uh, but defensively, and yeah, not as skilled offensively, but listen, you can functionally work with a defensively sound center. It's very, very hard to operate with a defensively. Um, I don't even know what kind of defensive center Chris Boucher is. Um, all or nothing, I would say. It's the best description. Um, and that, that's where the Raptors need to get back to. And and Chris is like the best guy off the bench. Like, that's that's it, right? And like who else is on the bench? Again, this this is this is a collection of guys. It's a collection of defensive specialists that aren't playing defense, man. And and it, that's really tough, you know. That's that's really tough. Um. So yeah, that's that's why you need to make some trades. You just need to get more talent on the roster. And you know, how did some of those guys get on the roster in the first place? You had a guy like Gervis Vasquez who was, you know, heading into the last year of his deal. Kind of surplus on the team a little bit. The Raptors obviously had Kyle. They had drafted DeLon. And it's like, okay, yeah, you can move Grace Vasquez, who at the time was a pretty solid player. Like, really, really a pretty decent size, a player. Had the shimmy. Obviously, was best friends with KD. You know, all that stuff. But, um, yeah, the Raptors were like, okay, we'll give up on Gravis Vasquez. We'll take two picks. And those picks became OJ Anobi and Norman Powell. Raptors front office. Really good at drafting. Um... You know, and, and they kind of just need to do that. Like, they had their first-round pick for quite a few years, but then they haven't had it, in, you know, on or off because they had to get rid of Damari's contract. Then they had to get Surge. Then they had to get... Um, who else did they... Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, that was a pretty important thing. I know... I, and there's a guy in the comments that always says, thank you for Keldon Johnson. You're welcome. Honestly, you're welcome for Keldon Johnson. I could not be happier to have surrendered Keldon Johnson. And I would say Keldon would play great. He would be a starter on the Raptors. Uh, but then again, you know, the Raptors got a cha- championship and a lifetime of great memories. That That's all we have to keep us warm at night at this point. Um, so, yeah, you're welcome for Keldon Johnson is what I'm trying to say. But in any case, like, um, that's how you get these players. Like, you got, you got to get some talented players on the roster again. And, like, young guys... You need multiple of them because you need, like, actual prospects. Um, and you got to just go from there. Like, that's just kind of what it is. Um, the tough thing is that there's not that many, like, prospects on the team at the moment. And that's unfortunate. Like, I would say Malachi is a prospect, you know. And to be honest, he hasn't really been allowed to run much offense. Like, let him run the offense. It's going to look ugly. He's going to probably shoot 30%, but... He's gonna have to figure that out, like trial by fire. Like you just, you just have to. You, you used the first round pick on him. Um, you got to see what he can do, right? He did what he did in the G League. You got to see if he can do any of that in the NBA. Um, past that, I'm like, 
give the two-way guys a shot. Or I, I, I guess Paul Watson's not a two-way. You got a real contract, right? Jalen's the other two-way guy. I don't know about Jalen. I mean, I guess you give him a look. But uh, definitely give Utah a look. I think if he can just do anything offensively, I think he's a player. Defensively, I know he's there. And it's a little strange to see him not play. Uh, but I would like to see him play again. Um, some of these other guys, like... Like, there's... If the Raptors decide to tank, like, there's just not that much reason to... Well, maybe there's more reason to play Baines in that situation, but there's really not a situation you need to play him. Um, Boucher, hopefully uh, he stops biting on pump fakes, but, you know, I, I don't know. We've played him a whole year now, and that's that's what happens. But, you know, look, he's shown a lot of potential. you got to roll with him, of course. And oddly, like, even though, of course, OG is a developmental guy as well, give him more reps and stuff like that, maybe have him post up once per game, because that's like, I mean, I really missed that. He didn't have a post up today because he didn't play. Uh, load management and whatnot, uh, really being the next Kawhi. Um, and, but the, the weird place is like, Pascal's also kind of a development guy, which is strange because he's on a max deal, whatever, right? You kind of expect him to be consistent like Fred is or whatever. And consistent in the sense of like, no matter what the situation is, no matter what the game is, no matter how he's doing, he's like competing and going hard and leading the team and, and, and contributing in some way. Uh, Pascal kind of like floats a little bit in and out. If his shots aren't going, sometimes he gets down on himself. And, you know, we saw last night, like he just didn't play, right? Fourth quarter. Um, today is better, but um, you know, Pascal is also kind of a development guy, which is strange because you're paying him the max, but you just kind of have to f- let him find his rebuild his confidence to a point where it's always high to the point where it was like the start of 2019 this guy came in with championship swagger did all that and you know most improved player got the max contract and this guy just came out the gate like flying man this guy was hugely confident supremely confident and you just don't see that kind of confidence anymore from him and you just need to get him to rebuild his confidence and and obviously there's a very good player there um and you just go from there. You get you, you grab some new, younger pieces. You stock the bench with guys who can score more than six points. And, um, yeah. Like, sometimes the party is just over. And, like, this this game was the equivalent of, like, being in the bar at, like, 3.30 a.m. The lights come on. You're like, yo, my, my shoes are sticky. Uh, I kind of want to puke. It's going to cost me, like, 25 bucks to take an Uber back to Tobacco.'" And you're just kind of like, yeah, there was no reason for me to do this. Um, you know, the, honestly, watching this game felt like going to Hess Village in Hamilton. Shout out to people in Hamilton. <laughs> I did not love going to Hess Village, but I definitely got peer pressure into it a few times. Yeah, this game was like being at Hess Village at 3 a.m. Um, without the, what you know, without the extra stuff. But in any case, like, um, just a tough game. I don't know. You know, the Raptors just got to... Just got to figure it out, um, but uh, they probably got to figure it out with a new roster. Let's let's be real. There's there's only so much these guys can do. In terms of your three stars, give me the first star to Fred VanVleet, 27 points in 41 minutes. Uh, so Fred has played 41 minutes the last two nights in Cleveland and Houston, pretty far apart, really. Cleveland, Houston, like this, at least a two hour flight. It's probably two and a half hour flight. Um, but yeah, Fred played 40. So he played. 41 minutes both nights, so 82 out of a possible uh, 96, or not 90, yeah, 96 minutes. He played 82 of 96 minutes in the last two nights, and the Raptors have lost the 14 minutes that he sat. The Raptors have lost by 29 points. Uh, it's unbelievable. And, of course, 29 probably wasn't enough to, you know, overcome one of these two games, but, like, 
Fred's doing all he can, man. You, you really respect him. He was awesome tonight. Best player on the floor. Um, second star, I'm giving that to Pascal. 21 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, a block. Um, 9 of 18 shooting. You know, had some shaky moments, as you kind of expect him to. He's obviously shaking down some rust at the moment. But uh, looked pretty solid, especially when he was going to the basket. Uh, had some impressive post moves to, to score with. Um Driving to the rim was a little shaky. I think his dribble was still a little high. Again, these are things that when you haven't played ball in a while, like you probably just need to tighten up. But, um, yeah, Pascal looked good. Definitely much better than last night. And then third star, I'll give it to Kyle. 17 points, 4 rebounds, 8 assists. Uh, yeah, Kyle competed. The rest of the guys just kind of didn't follow with him, to be honest. And it is what it is. Got, got, you got continuation. You got a charge. He's uh, going to play golf tomorrow. Um, so yeah, life's, life's pretty good for Kyle. He's about to turn 35 on the trade deadline and, uh, we'll see, uh, where, you know, where he is after the trade deadline. But, um, in terms of your Gerald Henderson award winner, um, probably got to give this Jay Sean Tate. Uh, no, actually, no, I'll give it to Sterling Brown, man. Jay Sean Tate gets plenty of love. He's like the sexy blogger pick. Shout out to OJ and Obi, but he, you know, he has some OG tendencies to him. Um, and he was hugely efficient and, and, and did a really good job guarding Norm, for example. But yeah, I'll probably give it to Sterling Brown. 20 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists. Like, yo, the Raptors don't even have a Sterling Brown. And, like, come on, man. Like, you just got to be able to find some of these guys eventually. Uh, but Sterling Brown was very solid tonight. The double-double. Um, hit the threes pretty consistently. And, um, yeah, the Rockets have a shocking amount of Bucks players at this point. But, you know, I think Christian Wood was a Bucks player too, right? So Christian Wood, Sterling Brown... They have DJ Augustine, DJ Wilson. That's, that's, that's a lot of bucks. Anyway, um, that does it for the podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe to the newsletter. Please drop the link uh, in the uh, podcast description below. Uh, you will get memes. You will get mailbags. You will get, honestly, the only good Raptor content uh, out there. Uh, it, you will find it all on this newsletter. So uh, look forward to that. Um, and, yeah. I'll be back later this week. The Raptors, uh, you know, on the 24th, they're, 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 they're going to have the uh, All Movements broadcast, which is going to be great. Really excited to hear some new voices, quite honestly. And um, I think, obviously, there's like, there needs to be some equity that's brought into it. Um, and it's long overdue. Like, we, we don't make a headline when it's the all-male broadcast, when it's like most of the broadcasts are all-male broadcasts. Um, but in any case, like, I'm really looking forward to it. Um and yeah, that might be one of the only reasons to tune into the Raptors these days. So the timing was good, but um, yeah, let's uh, let's let's chat again when that happens. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.